Hi, it's Hugh Hewitt. Welcome to the interview with Hugh Hewitt, sponsored by andrewandtodd.com. Andrew and Todd are with Sierra Pacific Mortgage. They help you with all your real estate lending needs. If you're refinancing your home, if you're buying a new home, if you're a senior who wants a reverse mortgage, if you're a veteran who doesn't want to put any money down, whatever it is, if you're in the private real estate market for yourself, and maybe you want an investment property, try andrewandtodd.com or call 888-888-1172. Now on to the interview with Hugh Hewitt. Glory, America. Bonjour. Hi, Canada. Hugh Hewitt. President Biden will meet with Vladimir Putin today. So tomorrow the news will be about that. Today I am reviewing the reaction to my interview with Leader McConnell on Monday. It's been quite extraordinary. Now, radio makes a lot more news than television does. Television is usually derivative and talking heads. So I'm not surprised. I am surprised by the volume Uh, The conversation I had with Leader McConnell was only 15 minutes long, and it has spawned, I don't know, dozens of stories. We've picked a few of them so you can see how much Leader McConnell scares the left wing and the media, which is aligned with the left wing. Let's begin with an easy one. Uh, Anna Kasparian and Senk Uyghur are the Young Turks. Here's their reaction to Leader McConnell's comments to me on Monday. Cut 22. The Democratic Party is panicking over Senator Mitch McConnell's statements about the possibility of blocking another Democratic Supreme Court nominee, this time in the Biden administration. Let's hear what he has to say. I think in the middle of a presidential election, if you have a Senate of the opposite party of the president, you have to go back to the 1880s to find the last time a vacancy was filled. So I think it's highly unlikely. In fact, no, I don't think uh, either party, if it controlled, if it were different from the president, would confirm a Supreme Court nominee in the middle of of an election. Uh, uh, What was different in 2020 was we were of the same party as the president. So uh, clearly he's arguing there. Trump was a Republican president. Uh, The Senate was controlled by Republicans. And so he had the ability to nominate someone like Amy Coney Barrett um, in, you know, the final hour. And we were able to confirm uh, that nominee. But he makes it clear here that if uh, it's close to the 2024 election and Republicans take control of the Senate, then they, in fact, will block a Supreme Court nominee coming from Biden should something happen into a member of the Supreme Court, Supreme Court justice, right? So now there's all this pressure for uh, Justice Stephen Breyer to uh, retire. And so let me give you those details. Uh, McConnell's remarks sparked immediate backlash from progressives, prompting new calls to expand the Supreme Court and for 82-year-old Justice Breyer to retire while Democrats control the Senate. But why are you guys already assuming you're going to lose the Senate? I just... Go ahead. Yeah. All right. So there's two parts to this, the Republicans and then the Democrats. So on McConnell, uh, when asked later in the interview, how about 2023? So if you guys win the Senate, might you basically block any Supreme Court nominee for two years? And he said, yeah, maybe. Yeah, we're going to definitely think about that. Okay, so not even maybe they will do it. Oh, if he says <laughs> do it, uh, we're considering it. That means they're doing. Yeah. It. Okay, uh, so that's kind of that. Those are the lefties, Anna and 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 Sank. Here come Nicole Wallace and Neil Katyal on MSNBC. More lefties. Cut number twenty three. 
I don't want to amplify Mitch McConnell's comments, but I just want to explain to our viewers that he went on a um, right-wing radio show and said that he would again obstruct a nominee um, near the end of President Biden's first term. How do you, with the court being so disproportionately now weighted to conservative picks, how do you deal with that strategically? Well, I think Senator McConnell's statement here is grave. It's horrible. He doesn't respect democracy. He doesn't respect the Supreme Court. This is not a man who respects the rule of law to say something like that, that even before any nominee, no matter who they are, he's saying they won't even they won't get through if he's in control of the Senate. That is putting the Supreme Court, Nicole, in the crosshairs of a political fight. And, you know, that's what gives rise to the impulses like court packing and the like. I mean, if McConnell's going to monkey, as he had did in 2016 and again in 2020 with the Supreme Court, then Democrats need to stand up. And people like Manchin um, will need to stand up for the court and say, look, if you believe in institutions, if that's what you're about, Senator Manchin, then you need some sort of remedy to deal with this real monkeying that McConnell has done with the Supreme Court now, not only over the past four years, but what he's saying he's going to do again. That is just so horrible to the court. Um, and the court does generally work pretty well, um, but it's going to reach a breaking point if McConnell has his way. I want you to remember that uh, I work for MSNBC. Nicole Wallace called this show a right-wing radio show. Didn't identify it. Why is that? That's called news envy. When you actually make news on a show, uh, and you don't make news on your show, you don't like to attribute it. Not really professional, but that's okay. Nicole lives in her world, and it's not my world. CNN, John Berman, Representative Ro Khanna, talking about who else? Mitch McConnell talking to me, cut 24. Senate Minority Leader Mitch McConnell making clear how far he will go to control the U.S. Supreme Court. Remember, McConnell blocked the nomination of Merrick Garland with nearly a year left in the Obama administration. Now he says he would do it all over again, and maybe then some. No, I think it's highly unlikely. In fact, no, I don't think either party, if it controlled, if it were different from the president, would confirm a Supreme Court nominee in the middle of an election. That uh, What was different in 2020 was we were of the same party as the Correct. president. So he says he would do the Merrick Garland thing all over again. It even goes further than that, saying, that if the Republicans take back the U.S. Senate in 2023, this is basically a year and a half from now, he doesn't know. He'd have to wait and see whether he'd even confirm a U.S. Supreme Court nominee then. Joining us is Ro Khanna. He's a Democratic congressman from California, a member of the House Oversight Committee. So, Congressman Khanna, you hear Mitch McConnell promise, basically, if the Republicans take back the Senate, not to confirm in 2024, and basically more or less tell us he would not confirm in 2023, what are you going to do about it? John, first of all, it's just rank hypocrisy. Uh, as everyone knows, he rushed through uh, Justice Amy uh, Barrett uh, on with seven, eight days before the election. And now he's saying that even two years before the next presidential election, he's not going to confirm someone. 
Uh, we this is why the Senate control in the midterms matters. I think you're going to see record turnout from Democrats across the country. Uh, it's also why we need term limits for Supreme Court justices. I have a bill. Uh, Stop for a second. I have a bill that requires a constitutional amendment. Again, John Berman notes the controversy doesn't note the sort because TV is jealous of radio where we make the news, not merely talk to irrelevant congressmen from California about it. Uh, John King, Abby Phillips, CNN. Guess what they're talking about? Cut 25. He's testing out his ability to be a kingmaker. And Mitch McConnell is sort of testing and preparing for when he has to get involved, essentially opposing the former president. Listen, states that are going to determine who's in the majority next time, you have to appeal to a general election audience. And some of the candidates who filed in these primaries clearly aren't. Uh, I'll be keeping an eye on that. Uh, hopefully we won't have to intervene. But if we do, we will. Let me translate just a little bit more there. He's talking about the North Carolina Senate race. He's talking about the Pennsylvania Senate race, the Ohio Senate race, uh, maybe other Senate races next year, where if the Republicans nominate somebody that's too Trumpy, they may lose. Trump is a coveted endorsement for the primary, Uh, maybe not so much for the general, especially in a state like North Carolina, where Republicans just eked it out the last time around. I think that one of the reasons you're probably seeing some of these candidates staying in the race is because they figure, and probably correctly so, that if they do prevail in a primary somehow, uh, the, the odds are... Uh, Trump will endorse the Republican in that race. So it's kind of, uh, you know, worth a try. Spin, spin the dice and see what happens. Uh, but if you're Mitch McConnell, you're, you're whispering in the ear of these candidates and saying, Hey, don't go just yet. We may need you because this, these other candidates are not ready for prime time. That was the back end of the Mitch McConnell interview where he talked about intervening in again on this show. Again, John King not giving you the origin, though they put up a card. Noting the Hugh Hewitt show. Uh, Morning Joe, of course, had to touch it. Cut number 27. Would the rule that you applied in 2016 to the Scalia vacancy apply in 2024 to any vacancy that occurred then? Well, I think in the middle of a presidential election, if you have a Senate of the opposite party of the president, you have to go back to the 1880s to find the last time a vacancy was filled. So I think it's highly unlikely. In fact, no, I don't think uh, either party, if it controlled, if it were different from the president, would confirm a Supreme Court nominee in the middle of an election. Senate Minority Leader Mitch McConnell making it clear what he would do if Republicans control the Senate again under a Democratic president. McConnell was able to fill three Supreme Court seats during the Trump presidency with conservative judges that promise to move the court to the right, solidify Trump's support. Meek is talking. They at least played my voice. We will. There is more. There's lots more of these clips. It's amazing. Welcome back, America. I'm Hugh Hewitt. More clips of Leader McConnell creating thunderstorms all over network and cable news on Monday and Tuesday after he appeared on my Monday radio show. But he is on here, or it's being used here, by Dana Perino and Jonathan Turley on Fox News. Cut number 28. Move on to this. Democrats and progressive activists are stepping up their calls for liberal justice Stephen Breyer to retire. It comes as Senate Minority Leader Mitch McConnell says he will block a potential Biden nominee in 2024 if Republicans take back the upper chamber. Listen to here. I don't think uh, 
either party, if it controlled, if it were different from the president, would confirm a Supreme Court nominee in the middle of an election. Uh, uh, what was different in 2020 was we were of the same party. Fox News contributor Jonathan Turley is a constitutional law professor at George Washington University. Great to have you. So Mitch McConnell is pretty open. And I think as I read it, as much as this might be frustrating to Democrats, he's very consistent with what he has said since the Merrick Garland nomination. How do you read it? Well, politically, he may be right. I actually believe that Merrick Garland should have gotten a vote last time. So I I don't support this type of uh, decision not to vote up or down on a nominee. I just think it's good form. It is not, as some professors have said, a form of court packing to withhold a vote. It is perfectly constitutional. Uh, it is left to the discretion of the Senate uh, whether to hold a vote of that kind. Uh, I just feel that they, as a matter of form, should do so. But in terms of the politics, I, I, I'm not necessarily disagreeing uh, with his estimate on that one. There's been pressure from some liberals who say that... You, you know, want to talk about the overwhelming number of liberals who were triggered by my interview with the leader and demanded Stephen Breyer step down in an amazing bunk shot, uh, bank shot into doing that. Over on ABC News Network, Devin Dwyer riffs on this cut number 26 and add into all that brad republican leader mitch mcconnell the single most consequential thing i've done in my time as as majority leader of the senate uh, preserved the scalia vacancy or the gorsuch uh, appointment so mcconnell comes out yesterday brad and says that if there's an opening on the supreme court in 2024 uh the year of the presidential election it is highly unlikely that republicans would allow uh, any justice any replacement justice to be confirmed to the court no i don't think uh, either party if it controlled if it were different from the president would confirm a supreme court nominee in the middle of an election and then he suggested that maybe in 2023 if the justice isn't to republicans liking he would hold up an appointment a confirmation uh, at that point moving the goalposts in the eyes of some liberals so they are outraged wait, wait, a year, that, that's a year earlier than last time that's right and mcconnell defends all this saying you know the senate has the power to advise and consent on nominations it's within their full right. We'd have to wait and see what, what happens. But uh, this interview with Mitch McConnell and Hugh Hewitt, radio show, uh, it really sends another signal to Democrats, progressives outside the, the court in these advocacy groups that Stephen Breyer really needs to get going. But again, he's got a book coming out. He's hired a full slate of clerks for next term. This is not the first time that people have become discouraged with the democratic process. Just a couple of weeks ago, he this gave a speech uh, to a number of high school yeah. students, and he was talking about his staying power. Stephen Breyer is not going to skip out on the most important term. One more in this segment, David Chalian on CNN. Uh, again, did you notice ABC was professional and sourced the interview? Here's uh, CNN with Victor Blackwell talking to David. 35. Listen to Senate Minority Leader Mitch McConnell today on the radio. He says there's a 50-50 chance, but again, he has very clear red lines. Maybe 50-50. Look, um, both sides would like to get an infrastructure bill. Uh, Here are the red lines on our side. We're not going to reopen the 2017 tax bill. It was a major factor in bringing us the the best economy in 50 years as of February 2020 before the pandemic hit. And we want it to be paid for. 
So he doesn't want to see any tax increases whatsoever to pay for it. Uh, that is clearly part of the Biden proposal. We'll see if they can bridge that divide, Victor. Yeah, the, the fact of the matter, that was the McConnell interview is just one of the strangest things I've seen in a long time. It's because television news no longer makes news. The radio show does. Come back to the Hugh Hewitt show. I'll be right. I'm Hugh Hewitt inside the Beltway. I am continuing to play clips of network and cable news using the interview I conducted with Leader McConnell on Monday to fill their Tuesday and Monday afternoon shows. It's really kind of remarkable. Uh, this is Joy Reid on Monday night, um, reaching probably the highest pitch of criticism of all of them. Cut number 30. Today, Mitch McConnell made something explicitly clear. A GOP-controlled Senate would never again confirm a Democratic Supreme Court nominee. In other words, if they regain the majority, they plan to pack the court with conservative justices in perpetuity. The minority leader told radio host Hugh Hewitt that it was highly unlikely if the next presidential campaign is underway, that he would bring a Biden nominee to the floor for a vote. I think in the middle of a presidential election, if you have a Senate of the opposite party of the president, you have to go back to the 1880s to find the last time a vacancy was filled. So I think it's highly unlikely. In fact, no, I don't think either party, if it controlled, if it were different from the president, would confirm a Supreme Court nominee in the middle of an election. That, uh, what was different in 2020 was we were of the same party as the correct. What McConnell is doing is undemocratic. The Bible might even call it wickedness in high places, a.k.a. evil. But what he's also doing is glibly taunting Democrats, daring them to do something, anything. Because let's be honest, so far, Democrats have not done a thing to punish his rotten behavior. Let's not forget what happened in 2016 when McConnell refused to even schedule a hearing for Merrick, Garden, for Merrick Garland. Once Trump was elected, McConnell blew up the filibuster rule to confirm Federalist Judge Neil Gorsuch. McConnell called that move the crowning jewel of his time as majority leader. I do think the issue that you raise is the single most consequential thing I've done in my time as, as majority leader of the Senate. Uh, preserve the Scalia vacancy or the Gorsuch uh, appointment. Wickedness in high places. If McConnell were to have his way, Judge Katanji Brown Jackson, who has been mentioned as a potential Biden Supreme Court pick, would suffer the same fate as Merrick Garland. She was confirmed to the D.C. Circuit Court of Appeals just moments ago. And despite this outright taunting, West Virginia Senator Joe Manchin insists on having a little bit of faith in Senate Republicans. Arizona Senator Kirsten Sinema believes that the way to fix a Senate broken by Republican intransigence is not to eliminate the rules or change the rules, but to change the behavior. Good luck with that, Kirsten. And then there's California Senator Dianne Feinstein, who doesn't even see a problem. She told Forbes, quote, if democracy were in jeopardy, I would want to protect it. I don't see it being in jeopardy right now. That said, it's not Democrats who are gleefully blocking the will of the American people. It's the Republican Party led by Senate Minority Leader Mitch McConnell. And for that reason, he, despite everything else, he is the absolute worst. Now, you know, Reid does not like Mitch, but she was professional and accredited the source of the show. Joy always does that. Over on Fox News with Shannon Brain, guess what they were talking about? Cut number 36. 
progressives once again furious with Senate Minority Leader Mitch McConnell tonight, promising that if Republicans are back in the Senate majority in 2024, he would block any Supreme Court nominee from President Biden. White House correspondent Kevin Cork is taking a closer look at that tonight. Good evening, Kevin. Evening, Shannon. You could call it foreshadowing or perhaps even forecasting, but by any definition, Kentucky Senator and Senate Minority Leader Mitch McConnell is making it clear to anyone who'd listen. Look, if the GOP gets control of the Senate after the midterms, don't expect them to roll out the red carpet for a high court nominee from the Biden administration, especially if it's an election year. I think in the middle of a presidential election, if you have a Senate of the opposite party of the president, you have to go back to the 1880s to find the last time a vacancy was filled. And there you have it. Pandemic still receding, but punishing the... All right, that's uh, on Fox. Now, it it continued, right? Allie Velshi sitting in for Rachel Maddow, cut number 37. Prior to becoming a judge herself, Jackson clerked for Supreme Court Justice Stephen Breyer, who's currently facing calls to step down from some liberals who worry about a repeat of what happened in 2016 when Republicans blocked President Obama from filling Justice Scalia's seat. On that front, we got some less than surprising news today from Republican Senate leader Mitch McConnell about his plans in the event of a Supreme Court vacancy. When asked if he would allow Biden to have a Supreme Court pick in 2024 if Republicans took control of the Senate next year, McConnell said, quote, I think it's highly unlikely. In fact, no. Of course, McConnell didn't have a problem confirming Trump's third Supreme Court nominee, Amy Coney Barrett, just eight days before the 2020 election. In today's interview, McConnell, McConnell would not even commit to ramp up the pressure on the 82-year-old Breyer to retire even more. So uh, Again, we did not get uh, a credit. I am surprised by the lack of professionalism by some of the lefties at MSNBC. I always credit people with when they make news, but I think they're embarrassed. I really do. Sheldon Whitehouse on MSNBC, the senator from Rhode Island, talking to Lawrence O'Donnell about... Mitch McConnell and me. Cut number seven. Uh, I want to also get your reaction tonight uh, to Mitch McConnell basically saying if the Republicans get control uh, of the United States Senate, they will not confirm any Biden chosen Supreme Court justice. Yeah, you know, the stunning part about that is that he's willing to say it out loud. You know, he might want to have that secret thought with him and his little cabal of elite Republican billionaire donors. But the fact that he's willing to say it out loud shows, first of all, how little respect they have for our ability to tangle with them and take them on for making an admission like that. And second, how just like plain and overt this is. I think he's playing to an audience of a very small group of big billionaire donors who have a plan to try to take over as much control of the United States government as they can. And their target is the Supreme Court. And he will do Mitch will do anything in his power to hand the Supreme Court over as much as he can to that little donor cabal. Now, he said that based on the possibility of the Republicans winning the Senate through elections uh, in 2022. So that would block two years of potential uh, Biden nominations to the Supreme Court. But the truth is, as Senate history shows, the Republicans could conceivably uh, get control of the Senate next week. Uh, we have seen plane crashes and other forms of yeah. uh, sudden yeah. deaths of senators. Senators are yeah, what I serve in the Senate. So so we really are uh, uh, at all times a heartbeat away from 
uh, Republican control. So presumably, if the Republicans got control of the Senate next month, it would apply right now. It would apply for the rest of the Biden presidency. No Supreme Court confirmations. Look, the most important thing to Mitch McConnell is his little reclusive group of billionaire donors. Then Sheldon Whitehouse goes off on his own little odd tangent about that. He works it into every response on every show at every time. I thought that was rather macabre of, of Lawrence to talk about senators dying. I didn't ask that question because I think it's macabre. So if a plane crashes, Leader McConnell will, uh, and, and it's a Democratic governor, it's a Republican governor, and he appoints a Republican senator replacing a Democratic senator, then will you? That's just so macabre. But they want Breyer out. They just want Breyer out. And I just don't think he's going to retire. One more, just one more. Leader McConnell came out yesterday and gave a press interview with CNN. And he does a presser. I just ask, he does this every week. It isn't unusual. Nobody's ever asked him before because nobody really prepares for this. They chase shiny objects. Here is uh, Manu talking to Mitch McConnell on CNN, cut number eight. Could you clarify your comments from yesterday about the Supreme Court? Are you saying that you're the majority leader in 2023? If there's a vacancy in the Supreme Court, you will not move on a Biden nominee. Yeah, when I when I made the decision I did back in 2016 with regard to a vacancy on the Supreme Court occurring in a presidential year, I was very much aware of the fact that when you had divided government, there had not been a nominee confirmed by a Senate of a different party from the president since the 1880s. I was also aware that Joe Biden, chairman of the Judiciary Committee in 1992, a time of divided government, had said, had a vacancy occurred, they would not fill it. So what I said yesterday, Manu, was simply to repeat uh, the position I took in 2016, I'm absolutely confident if the shoe had been on the other foot, the other side would have done exactly the same thing. So, so you know, what's interesting about that is Manu didn't give me credit, and that's fine. I'm just, I want to make these points. Professionals usually identify the source of their news, but hard left shows and reporters don't. I don't know why. It's petty. News organizations typically do acknowledge sources. Cable is increasingly most definitely not news. Second, Leader McConnell's given dozens of pressers this year, just like that one he gave yesterday, and nobody had asked him obvious questions that I did. Why? Part of that is they're chasing the day's news, or put another way, shiny objects. But a lot of it is a lack of imagination or bigger picture or a focus on the judiciary, which is one of my primary focuses since they decide primary question. Finally, and this is key, except on Sunday, the networks and cable news don't allow for longer interviews that actually make news by probing for answers over many minutes. The networks and cable news think that serious conversations are ratings deaf, but their ratings are horrible. Take a look at, at Nicole Wallace's ratings. They're just terrible. So new leadership is arriving at many of the networks and many of the cable news. CNN is going to turn over at the end of the year. Uh, uh, MSNBC is locked into the left-wing lunacy that just is taking over the whole uh, nighttime and increasingly in the early afternoon. But at uh, places like uh, Meet the Press, they just brought over Carrie Buduff-Brown from Politico, fine reporter. 
John Reisman. Uh, John Reese is still there, and and he's terrific. Chuck, of course, runs a good show on Sunday morning. John Dickerson, when Margaret Brennan comes back, George Stephanopoulos. They do serious, longer interviews with serious panels that are balanced. It gets done. So maybe they will take a look at the numbers that Mark Levin puts up on Sunday night. Audience are exhausted by talking heads saying predictable things. And news executives should dump the not very interesting format. They should return to getting uh, interesting, prepared professionals and try and expand their diminishing core demographic from the outraged and the spittle-flecked mobs that watch their shows and try and do the news. It just requires a little bit of time, and then you'll get other people uh, actually covering what you do on your show, like they cover what we do on The Hugh Hewitt Show. That concludes today's episode of The Interview with Hugh Hewitt. Thank you for listening. Make sure you come back and check out all the other podcasts on the Salem Podcast Network. And remember to thank our sponsors, andrewandtodd.com. If you believe in long-form interviews like I do, then do your real estate transactions with Andrew Del Rey and Todd Avakian. I've known both men for a long time. Andrewandtodd.com. Go there, answer a couple of questions. They'll tell you what's best to do with your house or call them at 888-888-1172. You'll be glad you did and you'll be glad that you listened to the next episode of The Interview.